don't know. I don't know if any of that's true. But it might be. It might be. You can't say it's not. Welcome to Unimed's Innovation Overground, where we dig into some of those amazing innovations and discoveries we often hear about but never actually seem to touch our lives in any meaningful way. We're here to find out why that is and what it might take to help push those things out into the marketplace. They might actually become things that improve our lives. Thank you for joining us. We are sponsored by Unimed, the Technology Transfer and Commercialization Office for the University of Nebraska Medical Center, the University of Nebraska at Omaha, and now Nebraska Medicine. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. Yes. <laughs> My name is Charlie Litton. I'm joined by Joe Rungi and Tyler Scher. I'm going to start with you, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> You're awesome. You're a PhD licensed associate in our office. How's it going, man? Good. How are you doing today? I'm all right. Yeah? Yeah. You know. And Joe is a patent lawyer in our office. How's it going, Joe? It's going great. Nothing else to add? I, I just thought I was not worthy of banter this time around. I interrupted too much. You should be ashamed of yourself. That's true. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast <laughs> and please take a moment to review. We are very proud to do this work, looking to become the front porch for all university innovation worldwide and need your help to be able to do that. Please also take a note and look at the featured technology in the program notes this week. It's interesting every week, but this week especially so. Especially so. Yes, we do want to get the word out, so please help us spread the word. Um, we want to be... You know, a voice for all university, not just Nebraska innovations, but innovations everywhere. Um, so to that end, I think it's about time. We went over lasers that can wick water. I heard something about this. Um, Joe, you're talking about it at the office. Yeah, it's super cool. How, I mean, do, how, how does a laser wick water? No, I think that that's a really good question, but we need to go a little bit further back. How much further back? We don't have a lot of time. Are we going to talk about the invention of wicking? <laughs> no. We're going to go to... In the beginning, there was light. <laughs> the University of Nebraska system, 500 miles wide, has two major campuses Okay. in Omaha and in Lincoln. And this is the long-delayed, essential, totally necessary first invention we have done from directly, solely from our sister campus at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. So we want to get a shout out to New Tech Ventures, yeah. our sister technology transfer office, who covers everything west of Omaha in terms of technology transfer. They do the have a lot of cool stuff in Lincoln. They really do. And it's sometimes difficult for us to fully appreciate as we are so academic medical center focused. They have so much really cool stuff. And one of my favorite kinds of technology is material science. I think material science is just really, really interesting. They at this got point. the concrete that doesn't, that won't have, that snow won't get on it. And then they also have the lasers. Right. The lasers. And we'll get to the lasers. But okay. I think the thing that's, that's really interesting about material science is that you can take something that has totally different material properties and just completely hack it. You can make it into something totally different. And the, the, the technology we're featuring this week comes from the laboratory of Dr. Dennis Alexander. Dr. Alexander works with femtosecond lasers. What? Yeah. Femtosecond lasers. How do you spell that? I don't know. But <laughs> F-E-M-T-O. Oh. Second. The PhD comes in Femtosecond. The Tyler for the nice. wings. Let's right. just give him a moment. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank Bask you. in that glory. So femtosecond <laughs> lasers are very, very fast pulse lasers. They, they, they pulse in femtosecond bursts, which means the lasers that they fire are so really, really small. So femto is a unit of time? Yeah. Femto is- so It's a unit of measurement. In seconds, the unit of time. 
Thank you. I'll be here all day. <laughs> man. Wow, you're just, I you're genuinely make me feel, look like an idiot, aren't you? God, I really feel like you have my back, man. <laughs> what have you been doing all day? Just reading up on weird measurements of time? Oh my God, Tyler just popped his collar and lit a cigarette. <laughs> and now I'm watching myself in the reflection of his beard sunglasses. And he's revving his motorcycle. Sorry. Anyway. All right. So Femto. All right. So yeah. Sorry. Femto second lasers. And the thing that's cool about Femto second lasers is you can really control not just how much uh, damage I guess what I can term the laser does to a surface, but you can also control like the types of particles that are produced when you sort of shoot the laser at the surface. So Dr. Alexander's research is really far-reaching. It's related to. Wait. I'm, I'm, hold on. You can by by pulsing a laser to certain way or rate yeah. or something like that certain you power ch- level and duration you could change what comes out of the destroyed material yeah you can like create essentially like a fountain of particles right the debris right yeah, yeah. you can like control like what those components actually right are. he'll actually make like particular compositions of nanoparticles by milling them with his femtosecond laser which is as big as a room might i add it's huge that sounds like alchemy it is it is alchemy <laughs> okay that's actually why i like material science it's like you want your iron to be gold <laughs> hit it with a femtosecond laser and it shall be want it to be as light as a feather that is nothing but <laughs> that right. is nothing like what he sounds like he's totally awesome okay. he sounds more like tyler you know with his beard sunglasses okay tyler does sound cool he does he's especially cool dude. No, so sorry, sorry to interrupt. So that that's what you can do with lasers, and and so um, the, the Dr. Alexander was was noting right that there are certain biological uh, structures that have really useful properties, specifically uh, specifically related to water. And one of them is if if you like look at a rose petal, right? Like if you water your roses, the water does not stay on the rose petal; it, oh, it very yeah. efficiently comes off. The the dew right. beads off of it; it's yeah, just yeah. it stays dry. The reason it does that is because biologically it has just tons of little creases that sort of efficiently wick the water with gravity off of the surface. Okay. So the water, it, it very rapidly goes into these little channels, and he thought, I can do that with a femtosecond laser. As you do. As you do. And he did. And so he would actually take surfaces and sort of start cutting them to sort of mimic uh, the structures he sees in like rose petals, apparently also the same structures are in, in moth eyes and in shark skin. But the idea is that this very conserved wow. biological tendency to have these sort of channeled structures, he could recreate them purely with his fantabulous femtosecond laser. And so that means that materials that ordinarily are absorbent or you know would, water would pool on, now they just sort of Dry, they, they sort of whip right off. Okay, so what do we use that for then? Yeah, that's Car a really paint? good question. Besides making the world's best tablecloths. Yes. No, oh, that, that would yes. be really awesome. But right now, like, I think... we're using lasers on a tablecloth. I don't know. Right. I mean, it's largely for more like rigid things, what that are laserable. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. Um, they, they've, they've contemplated sort of using the same structures in like inks and dyes and stuff like that, but apparently that's sort of next generation stuff. So yeah, there's some really interesting applications. So in speaking with some of the people at New Tech, one of the things they've looked at is how do they modify airplane wings, right? Oh, so yeah. if the airplane wing 
makes can no longer hold. Would that hold. prevent icing? It, it would because the, the, the moisture would not stay on them. Spoiler. As That's amazing. <laughs> right. That would be cool. The other thing that Dr. Alexander mentioned to me is the idea of modifying the cables that uh, form telecommunication systems. Okay. So they can't hold water as readily. So they wouldn't have ice form on them and, oh, and they'd be less yeah. susceptible in okay. storms. Um, you know, the, the imagination like yeah. boggles, right? Like anything that it would be useful to be slightly drier you know, could potentially have, have modifications to, to these surfaces. And so one of the, the dilemmas that they're still working through is femtosecond lasers are, are pretty exotic. They're hard to find, and, and they're not really industrially scalable. Mm. They still need to figure out how do we more efficiently and quickly sort of carve these structures on. These lasers are incredibly small, and they operate relatively slowly. So there needs to be some further refinement in order to be able to very quickly be able to sort of cut something like a, a airplane wing or something along those lines to be able to do it. But the application that, that he originally told me about, uh, I was actually down in Lincoln talking with him about medical devices, but he mentioned it related to a catheter. And so the idea is, is that you modify the tip of something like an, a laparoscope or, or an endoscope and it creates a meniscus, right? The water instantly wicks away from the very, very surface of it. And that means that so you're talking about a lens. A lens. Like a, like a glass lens. Right. If you have like a, a, a scope, like a rigid scope that you want to look in a body with, right? If you modify the very tip of the lens to sort of wick the, the, the liquid away, you would be able to actually read underwater. Yeah. So if anybody's having trouble visualizing this, think of it almost like the end of a like a telescope, like mm-hmm. a, like a, you know, arg, <laughs> you pull out the, the telescope, and, <laughs> but on a much smaller, much, much smaller scale. So the glass on the end of that then right. would be treated in this way. Right. But and do you still see through it though? I mean, if you're yeah. etching the glass, wouldn't that obscure? No, because the etches are like super, super small, right? It's not like you're just going at it with Would a you dime. be able to tell that there's a, a texture? I haven't looked through it, okay. but you know, he's able to sort of produce images that seem to be perfectly clear. Wow. Now you're going to have like a really fixed distance you'll be able to see, right? Because you're basically looking through a bubble that you're capturing due to the surface properties of the material. But it's still there, right? Mm-hmm. It's still super cool. And so the idea is that that meniscus forms a bubble that it sort of you know survives as you look through liquid and, and can read underwater, or you could put it on the end of a surgical tool. So you could look inside of a blood vessel unimpaired by the, the blood that's sort of rushing around it. And again, that, that's just one application, right? But this goes back to sometimes I sort of that's envy cool. the, the, um, the more land-grant university types. I mean, we get really cool medical technology that always are typically have an application in mind. But here it's just, hey, let's use a femtosecond laser to create natural structures on materials, and all of a sudden they wick water. And wow, I mean, the the sky's the limit, right? All these different applications that you can put onto it. So, okay, so that, this might be going a little bit into the weeds. If it is, go ahead and kick me in the shin. But, um, okay, you're going to kick me in the shin anyway. Find some other way. Uh, <laughs> the uh, But I'm curious then, if you got something that's almost like a solution looking for a problem, Yes. how do you protect that? That's a really good question. So the patent position that they've built around is a method and system, and they have it really specifically focused on this sort of laparoscope, uh, endoscope application. And okay. so they're they're looking at sort of that application there. But having spoken with New Tech, their their rights are sufficiently broad to generally describe a process 
to use a laser to sort of carve these structures to make a otherwise rigid structure able to wick water. Okay, you put those on the car windshields. And yeah, yeah. Side mirrors. Those things always get icy. But again, this kind of gets to kind of the current technological limit, right? Which is you're using a very expensive kind of research laser to surface modify something on a very very small scale, right? And these are really intricate. Imagine like printing, you know the finest patterned tablecloth, right? But having to do it on something, you know, the size of a, a truck or whatever. 737. Right, right. You know, it's just, it's this really intricate detail work. Okay. It's, it's, it's like a lady crocheting the finest doily for uh, <laughs> yeah. an entire airplane. Finally, yeah. an analogy I can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sunglasses are off. <laughs> oh, no. There they went. And he, and stepped, and he just stepped on them. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for his doily. <laughs> oh, his members only jacket is okay. Um, <laughs> so the. So there's no real way to scale this up to where it could be kind of a more broader use thing? Is it, is it I think they're still working to scale it up. They certainly do have some ideas, but okay. you know, it gets to the very realistic challenge of, of these. I think that's why also it's important to find the right application, right? Something like uh, processing uh, power cords, for example, or uh, utility wires, right? That might be simpler because you could spool them and you know it's a very maybe it's a simpler modification. I'm not entirely sure, yeah. but it still really captures the imagination, and it I does. like the way they sort of framed it. And we'll link to a story from UNL's research magazine that I think is a good description of kind of how the idea came about. But inspiration from the natural world and material science and cool underwater application, all of it's there. It's a great story. Yeah, I wonder if there's a way to you know you could probably like put them on like a sticker of some kind. I really that you could then apply to a surface and it'd have the same effect, I wonder. Could be. Hmm. Interesting. That sounds really cool. But that's, again, I think like... how you get that tablecloth. <laughs> <laughs> not going to let yeah. that go. Have you thought of doilies, Dr. Would Alexander? ants be able to stick to it? <laughs> would it work for ants? <laughs> it would repel them. <laughs> okay, on that note, I think it's time to come to ground. Thank you for joining us on the Innovation Overground. We'll have um, more information on the cool water wicking lasers on our program notes, so check that out. Lasers. Thank you for joining us.